0: What's going on, everyone? Thanks so much for listening to the show and showing us your support, Darren. We really do appreciate it. We do have an interview with Winuna's Sharks player, John Mello, in this podcast, State Illawarra 360. If you want to listen to that, you can skip through about 50 minutes in. If not, listen to the whole podcast. Thanks so much again for your support. We really do appreciate it. Anyway, let's go straight into it. The South Coast Football Holic podcast for this round two review and round three preview Illawarra three sixty we've had round two done and dusted a couple
1: of big results John what was your biggest result from the weekend there was a couple of big ones I thought probably the biggest standout was the Albion Park White Eagles uh, losing to Bulambi. Uh obviously Ballamie have been uh, getting a few results and from all accounts on the weekend they were set up very well against the White Eagles side uh, but. I would say a slight upset in that one, to be honest. Dill, welcome back to the podcast. Another cameo
0: for yourself. How's the IPL former going? The IPL Informer is going pretty well.
2: We're recording our third hour. I say hours. <laughs> I'm recording the third podcast this evening, coming out tomorrow on Thursday. Uh, but, yeah, it's going good, and I appreciate all the support uh, that people have given me. And it's I put a thing up, a page up yesterday, linking all the other sites that are putting out IPL and even broader football-related content, including you guys, and I think
0: it's a good um, sort of community that we've got going on. Yeah, like you said, the late great Phil Murphy would be proud. We'll start with the Round 2 review from the weekend and the first game, big result for Bulleye, 5-1 on over Conister, Bulleye showing their class. Now, Dill, you were at the game reporting on this. How did the game fare from your point of view? I was really impressed
2: with bulleye, like I said, it was a five one win, but the first half they had to work for it the opening probably half hour was pretty tight uh and actually Coniston had the best chance of the match, which was a a shot a long range effort from Bowden Norport, which hit the crossbar, but from there, Bulleye really turned it on uh, very fluid in attack, and probably of the teams that I've seen so far in the regular season, they seem to be the most functional side. At the moment, like there's sides such as Olympic and Wallowing United that I feel may have better quality, however, they don't seem to be as cohesive yet. Whereas Bullseye seem to have hit the ground running, they're top of the table two weeks in, and I'm really impressed with their their front line. You look at Van Zyl, Kembayashi, Tajimura, the two Japanese boys there are fantastic down the right hand side. And they're, those guys are just true signings that have really integrated well. And, and this 5-1 came against the Coniston side that we've been talking about for pretty much the whole pre-season. They are very organised. And they took the – they had the cup match on the – was it Wednesday the night? Wednesday night,
0: yeah. And unfortunately for them, it seems to have taken a lot out of them. And Keanu got sent off in the second half. He'll be a big miss for this weekend as well. Huge miss. Absolutely huge miss. Keanu, who's been there since the promotion season, it
2: was paired up with Bowden Allport this season. A, a pretty interesting and effective centre-back partnership and I'm not sure who's going to come into that position because Brett Wilson, the their, their winger actually shifted in there after
0: the send-off, but I wouldn't imagine he'll be starting at centre-back. And you made a post about it on Twitter over the weekend about the Coniston Shavapi. It looked pretty good. Well, you guys be the judge. What did you reckon of the photo, Jordan? You know. had a Souvlaki wrap that day, so what do you reckon?
2: Oh, I
1: had a, a very tasty Souvlaki wrap at uh, PCYC after the, uh, my game on the weekend. Uh, but the Shavapi at uh, Coniston that you put it, put on your Twitter did look very uh, tasty, I'd say is the word to use. I, put up, I said it was $8.00 is quite a... Quite
2: a, a, a ballsy move to charge, $8 for each of RP. Oh, in, it, looked or a it. However, it looked worth it. However, it, it produced the goods, <laughs> I must say. So fair play
0: to the uh, chefs out of Ghana. And we'll move on to this next one. Winuna grabbing their first win of the year, 3-1 over Kondula, Aside which they went down 4-1-2 just two weeks earlier at the same ground, same time, same day. All the goals in the game came in the first half. Tara Regan-Williams grabbed his first goal in first grade. First uh, start, Tomohiro Ishii with his first goal for Wanuna. But it's the first game that Crini have lost since the football restart, John.
1: Yeah, uh, a bit disappointing for Crinjilla, but a, a positive for, for Wanuna. Not many people uh, predicted them in this one, uh, myself included. Uh, obviously, room, from, room for improvement uh, for the Wanuna side. Dan McGoldrick saying there's still plenty of room to improve in their defensive transition, uh, stating that they'll get uh, punished against the, uh, I guess, the... The top sides like the Wollongong Uniteds, the Wollongong Olympics, and Coromel uh, in weeks to come. And they've got, uh, and of course, they have got Wollongong United this weekend. So they will need to uh, patch that up if they are to win that one. But it's a good reward for Wanuna, who played extremely well the week before against Bulleye and lost that game uh, in the uh, in the derby that one. Uh, but in terms of Cringilla, very disappointing from all from all accounts. They did not create many chances in the game. And considering the forward line that they have, which has been touted as, as one of the better ones in the IPL, they'll be disappointed that they didn't create more chances. And it's uncharted territory for Kringla Dill now because it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back from
0: their first loss in a while when they go up against the high flying Balambi Rosillas this weekend.
2: It's a massive defeat for Kringilla really because with the shortened season We've talked about it before, but it has heightened... Every result has heightened implications on what the top five will look like come to the season's end. And really, that makes this the biggest result of the weekend. I was told from a former IPL coach at the game that uh, Wanuna really deserved the win. Pringilla not in it at all. And I'm looking at, looking at the team she's selling out was Polidoro and... James Ralston came back in and he was playing in the side as in the number six position, which um, I'm not trying to tell Stuart Beattie how to do his job because he's definitely a more qualified and no doubt a better coach than I am. But for mine, James Ralston is their second-best player behind Peter Szymanski, and his best position, in my opinion, would be centre-back. So it was an interest, interesting move to play him in midfield. Um but fair play to Wanuna. Brendan Patman got on the score sheet. Uh, Tommy Ishii scored a, a bomb, I'm told. And uh, who
0: was the other goal? scorer? Taro Regan Williams with Tom, his first goal first grade. Young
2: Taro Regan Williams, which, even though he's a defender, would be a massive confidence boost for him. And, yeah, that's a, that's a massive win for Wanuna. If they want to make something of this season, that's the results they're going to have to get.
0: But, yeah, Kringillo, they're on the eight ball now. Moving over to Tarawana Oval now. We saw Wollongong United get up 2-0 over Tarawana Oval. And speaking of youngsters getting on a score sheet, Andre Diaz had the absolute peach of a free kick. It's on Facebook if you haven't seen it. But big shout-out, must go out to the Tarawana grounds. I Again, mean, Tarawana Oval ready for that game. It was torn to bits the week before. You were there, Dil. It's a superhuman effort. Yes, yeah, so I was there for the day that it got
2: cut up against Coromel. And I was uh, pretty impressed by the photos that, Michael Dent, the president of Tarawana, sent through on Twitter and, uh, yeah, looked, looked uh, a good standard, all things considering. So, fair play. Uh,
1: good win in the end by United. Do you reckon, Jordan? Yeah, it was, uh, I suppose, a little bit of a... not a backs-against-the-wall performance. Obviously, their surprise loss in their first game against Wollongong Olympic, they would have been disappointed in that one. But, of course, they had the Burt Bansham Cup uh, victory over Coniston midweek before the game against Tarawana. Uh, but... It's good to see a couple of youngsters on the score sheet, of course, Zach McLaren and that feature uh, of a free kick from uh, young left fullback Andre Diaz. Uh, so, yeah, uh, a nice confidence boost for United and uh, a game they uh, should have won, but it's uh, it's one thing saying that they should have won and another thing doing it. So it was good that they got uh, the three points for them. And over at PCYC, big result here, Wollongong Olympic nil, South Coast United nil. It was a good result for South Coast United, Jordan, but certainly not undeserved. Yeah, look, I thought South Coast United as a unit were incredibly impressive and uh, not to say that they were on the defensive the whole game. They did have their chances, of course. uh, Jamie Wakeley missing a a one-on-one, which Justin Passfield saved, but uh, there were chances in the game for both sides. Of course, uh, Jason Bleakley pulling off a magnificent uh, penalty save and then a double save uh, or a save after the penalty as uh, Josh Walker tried to follow up. Uh, look, that was uh, just before half time. So if Olympic score that just before half time, I think the game changes. But it's all credit to South Coast United in this one. I think I think that that's a massive point gained for them at, at uh, PCYC against wollongong Olympic. Yeah, from what
0: I saw, Olympic did have more of the ball. But in my opinion, from what I saw, observation, I reckon South Coast definitely had the better, clear cut chances through the game. Not saying Olympic were lucky to come away with the draw or anything like that, because they certainly did have chances. But I reckon South Coast chances were better. And they could have easily snatched three points from this one. But, yes, Olympic did have a penalty. So, by Jason Bleakley, he had a top
1: game in between the sticks for United. Wollongong Olympic, uh forgot to mention before, also missing John Martinoski in that one. Uh, I did feel like that was a little bit of a a a bit of a hindrance to them. They seemed to not have that attacking spark up front. Of course, they got you Hazegawa as the mm. uh, number nine. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't exactly say they were depleted or anything as well because they still had a lot of firepower out there. Still had a very quality squad. It was just... Uh, Perhaps that uh, that drive in midfield was what they were missing um, to get that get that final final killer pass in behind the South Coast United defence. But uh, look, still as you said, Jared, a quality lineup that uh, Olympic had out there, so they uh, would be disappointed with that result. We I mean, touched on this fixture
0: earlier, but we'll go a bit more in depth now. Ali Park nil, Balambi one. Ali Park's still yet to win their first game, but all the Rosellas are flying at the moment.
2: The Rosells have you know, adapted to life in the top flight with seemingly seeming ease. They kept a clean sheet against Albion Park who, as we've discussed in on I've discussed on the informer and you guys have discussed their, their attack has got the potential to be one of the best in the league and to keep a clean sheet against them is no mean feat, so fair play to Andy Payne for setting a side up to get that that draw that uh, that clean sheet rather. Because that was one of my concerns about Bulembi was their ability ability defensively. And uh, Nick Morgan, who uh, Andrew Payne's been really keen on this season, um, got the winner there. So uh, joint top of the table, only behind Bulleye on goals scored, I believe. So uh, I don't Mm -hmm. think
0: you could ask too much more of the Rosellas. I did touch on the show last week. That'd it be interesting to see how Bulimbi would fare that game, considering they played the same opposition two weeks before, and that Ali Park would know what to expect from Bulimbi. They wouldn't be, there wouldn't be that element of surprise. But Bulimbi have shown they are the real deal. They know how to get a win, even though Ali Park knew what to
1: expect. They still managed to get a win. Are they a chance of finals? Yeah, of course they are. It's sitting equal first at the moment, and it's only an eleven season of course they're a chance but they, they against Albion Park they were set up extremely well to, to counteract the White Eagles attack uh, particularly resolute at the back and of course quick and fast up top as everyone knows with the usual suspects uh, being, being with Cuth- Cuthbertson and, and Watts as well uh, they all had opportunities on the weekend Uh of course, as you'd expect, Albion Park did have a lot of possession on the weekend, but Balambi combated that, and all credit to them. I think they uh, are doing all the right things at the moment, and uh, Andrew Payne's got them set up very well. We did touch about, the obviously, the short season.
0: Balambi are picking up the maximum points. Other teams are dropping points, so that could be really key towards them pushing for finals later on in the season. But the final game of the round was Coromel 2, Paul Kembla and Neil. Paul Guido double in the second half was the difference. Carmel weren't able to prepare for this game as extensively as it would have liked, with obviously the second half of their round one fixture being played on Thursday night. Nevertheless, Odile, they got the job done.
2: It wasn't a pretty game, I'll say that much, but uh, they got the result and that's all they really needed, especially after dropping, well, from Carmel's perspective, definitely dropping points against Tarawana, even though Tarawana were, in my opinion, deserving of a point in that game. Um, Paul Kembler... You know, they're still adapting to life under the new coaching regime there. They've got a very inexperienced side. Um, they they lacked a bit of direction, it seems, and hopefully for them it improves on that side of things. But, Garamol, they got the job done. Uh, Paul Guido, I've, I've got to say, he's got a knack for popping up and scoring goals. So I've got to be honest. For, for, hmm. for, for a guy that uh, he spent most of his career in midfield or like a deeper midfield midfielder, <laughs> defensive position. He gets in the box, scores goals and uh, was the match winner we here.
0: Now, what was the biggest result of the weekend in your opinion? Obviously, Jordan said his biggest one was the Blambi game. I'm still tossing up between the Winona and South Coast result because they were big results for them. Winona obviously getting their first win, South Coast obviously getting the result against the reigning league champions, but what was your biggest result of the weekend? I think it has to be the result
2: of Shark Park um, because of the implications it has on Crindula's finals hopes. I yep. think that they needed to be picking up results against, they have to be picking up wins against teams that they were expected to be. Everyone was expecting, other than Winuna, because I know that they're uh, very confident in themselves, but everyone was expecting Crindula to get the result here. They didn't get it. However, and I have that over the South Coast United Olympic draw because ultimately I still don't think one point really impacts on the finals chances of either side. I still think Olympic will make the top five, um, and I think I still don't think South Coast United would make the top five. A win for South Coast obviously changes that uh, dynamic because it will be a massive boost to their top five chances. So in that sense, that game,
1: that Winona-Cringillo game is definitely my uh, uh, result of the weekend. One thing I'd say about the... Olympic and South Coast United game. I, I think that the if you're talking in terms of South Coast United, the the squad that they have there at the moment is probably the best I've seen in a long, long time at South Coast United. And I, I think they matched it a lot with Olympic in a lot of yeah. a lot of aspects. And uh, like we said earlier, they could have snatched that win there. They had plenty of chances. So
2: look, I wasn't at that game, but I, I commented to a couple of people. Uh, if Chris Smith was still there,
1: does does South Coast win? Well, he was there, but he wasn't playing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if he's on the field, look, look that. The, if you if you're referencing a couple of the chances that South Coast had a the, the biggest one was obviously the the one v one that that uh, Wakeling had uh, with Passfield. Oh. and you got to remember Wakeling was carrying a groin injury, which he,
0: he, there's a cloud over his head as to whether he's going to be playing on the weekend now. But it, it almost like the ball was that perfect. The run was timed so perfectly from the halfway. It was almost like he had too much time to think. about. Well, I actually it would
2: not. It also. Ultimately, I just wanted to say, would Christmas have scored the goal or not? But also, <laughs> also,
0: <laughs> but also, it's been a while since I've have much much be,
2: much. the reigning MPL champion goalkeeper in front of you.
1: I'd be pretty nervous as well. Mm. So also, I probably, probably one of those ones with too much time to think about it. And I did, as Jamie was about to take the shot, I did notice, and I'm not. Uh, it, using was this, there was it was a, a bubble. It was a slight PCYC bubble, and uh, that probably put him off. Moving on now, what was the biggest
0: shock of the round? Now, we said the biggest result. The biggest shock, in my opinion, was the 5-1 Bulleye over Connor. I wasn't expecting such a large difference in goals. Moving on now, round three, we've got 2.30 Saturday at Bulls Paddy. Bulleye return home. They take on Paul Kemble. We're currently struggling a little bit at the moment. Currently top of the table against currently bottom of
1: the table. Surely it's hard to go past ball at the moment, Jordan. Yeah, look, uh, Buller have shown on the weekend, particularly against Coniston, that their attack is, is lightning quick and uh, can score goals when they need to. Uh, probably the... I think uh, the head coach, Julio Miranda, said it in an interview with Dylan on the weekend that they need to... Uh, sort of that 15 minutes after halftime he wasn't happy with on the weekend. And that's something that needs to be rectified in, in order for Buller to be a serious contender this season in terms of defensive transition, etc. Uh, it's probably... More of a case of the defense getting used to one another. Under I mean, they relatively, there's relatively new signings in that side, so give it a few weeks, and I and I think that uh, we'll be seeing a, a pretty tight and resolute defense. Of course, a their right fullback, Kambiashi, is. Uh, he loves the bomb. Forward. He's he's looking a class above in every game I've seen him so far. So that could be a real outlet for them uh, in this game and for the regular season. But uh, yeah, look. I... I think that Bulleye will get the win this weekend. I think Porter, as Dylan mentioned earlier, are very, very inexperienced, uh, but not not seen as a as a bad thing. I think it's a bit of a transitional period there. It, it, it may take them this season. If there's Just, any season you want to do it, it's this one. Yeah, well, that's I think that's what's going to happen at Port Kembla this season. But in terms of this weekend, I think Eye will be too strong, so I'm tipping tipping Eye on this one. And speaking of new signings, though, Lou Van Zyl from Helensburgh. I reckon he's. He's I, mean, he's.
0: I think he's. I think scored every game since the restart. The he's. He's finding a knack for goal, Dylan. At the moment, he's. Yeah, he's loves getting on the score show, doesn't he?
2: Yeah, he's been a fantastic acquisition for Julio Marin's side. I'm not sure if he scored. Did he score in that first game against uh, Oak Flats? But he's yeah, definitely scored in every not, game yeah, after, yeah. afterwards. But lightning quick player, and I think that he probably could have been playing IPL football two or three years ago. Or one or two years ago, at least, uh, and I think that now that he's playing, in he's really uh, showing his talents. Very interesting game. It's actually, of course, the 2017 Grand Final yes. as well. These two sides pitted each other and pitted, were pitted against each other at uh, Craven Park, which Paul Campbell won via penalty shootout. It's, it's pretty remarkable how much, how much turnover there's been between, among, across the two sides mm. since then almost completely different sides for the squads for both clubs. It's it's a really huge game for Bull I feel, because a win here, potentially by a big margin, they'd be a massive confidence boost heading into a week where they've got a cup final. Yeah. And then they play Wollongong in the Olympic. And if they get a decent, sizable win against Paul that takes a lot of pressure off uh, for that match with Olympic, which could also give them the benefit of playing a bit more fr- freely as well. Um, and yeah, Port still finding their way. They could, if they are able to get on the score sheet relatively early, prop or uh, hold Bulle out. It could be a bit of a pain in the proverbial, but uh, at this stage, and to be fair, I want to say this for all my tips because I'm recording my podcast later on tonight. They, they could change between now and then. <laughs> I'm not, not
0: get any tips <laughs> yet. I'm, I'm going with a, uh, I'm tipping a bully. And moving on now, again, Saturday, 2.30 at Korean Park. We just spoke at Crean Park. Cringilla against Balambi. Like we said earlier, it will be interesting to see how Cringilla bounce back from this one. Balambi will, like you said, yeah, like you said with Cringilla last week of the winning the game, that was a game Cringilla expected to win. This is a game is expected to win. They're not the underdogs
1: anymore. It'll be interesting to see how they handle that pressure, Jordan. I find this the most intriguing game of the round, to be fair, like, uh, Belambi obviously getting the win against Albion Park and Kringula having a surprise loss against Winuna. Both sides, I feel, play different styles in terms of Kringula trying to get it up to Simonowski and Perez and Norval as well to an extent quite quickly. Belambi like to keep the ball, play a lot of possession, but in saying that, they are both happy to, to soak up pressure against teams that uh, sort of have uh, more quality um, and hit teams on the counter when they're at, they're most vulnerable, so I'm just—it's uh, I'm at I'm at odds to see who will actually dominate the ball in this game, but I expect Kringilla to start quickly out of the blocks uh, and probably testing the Bolambi defense with a few uh, balls into Simonowski and Perez. Uh, but look, I think Balambi's main aim in this one is to get the ball on the deck and playing around it at their, at their own quick tempo in order to break down the resolute Kringilla defense. But I, as I said, I, this is my probably my match of the round, to be honest, for a number of reasons. But I can't be split, and I'm actually tipping a draw in this one. Yeah, very interesting. Okay. Balambi
0: will have to obviously nullify the attacking threat up top with obviously Perez and Simeonovsky. It seems like the last two opponents that Kringula have gone up against have nullified that attacking threat fairly, like, fairly good. So in order to get a result from Cunjillo, you'd think Balambi would have to do that as well. But look, balambi I can't go past them at the moment. What do you reckon, do? It's a must win for Cunjillo.
2: They drop points in a game they were expected to win against Winuna And perhaps, team, if you looked at this game a couple of weeks ago, you would have said Cunjillo were the favourites going into this one. But now I think it's fair to say more than 50% of people would say Balambi are the favourites heading into this particular match. And the Rosellas they're they're full of confidence and I think they're gonna get the win here and that probably takes them halfway to the total a total of wins that will probably get you into the top five, which yeah. three rounds in would be a, superb a massive pickup for for Andrew Payne.
0: And not only that, you've gotta look at it, they've gone up against like I mean Park, who obviously are fine for finals themselves. Taking points away from them as well, as well as gaining those maximum points is crucial, especially in games like that. But we're moving on Saturday, 2.30 at Macedonia Park. We've got Wollongong United against Winuna Sharks. Both teams coming off wins. Now, United at home is a tough task. Wynuna is a tough customer. I'll, honestly, I won't make a tip on this game yet. One part of me tells me United will be too strong, but another part tells me that Wynuna is going to cause an upset of some sort here.
1: Yeah, look, I think, uh, as it was shown on the weekend, Winona are playing a lot better football than people are giving them credit for. Look, in terms of this game, I I think after coming off a win on the weekend against Tarawana United, will be obviously happy to get those first points on the board and probably will give them a lot of confidence that they can go on and and win a lot of football football games this season. I I think Wollongong United will be too strong in this one, but I think it's going to be a lot uh, closer than perhaps uh, teams on paper suggest. I wouldn't, get, I wouldn't mind betting a draw for this one. What do you reckon, Bill? Wollongong United
2: haven't blown anyone's socks off this season so far. They can play a lot better than they have so far. Uh, but in saying that, they're a better side than Krimjila, I feel, and I think they'll be too good for this match yeah. for uh, the Sharks.
0: Now, the next two games for Saturday, absolute blockbusters, these next two. We've got Saturday, at 2.30 at PCYC. great final rematch, Wollongong Olympic at home again against Coromel. They'll look to grab the three points after being kept scoreless last week. I can't. It's unusual to see Olympic at
1: full or relatively full strength being kept scoreless, Jordan. Yeah, look. I think as I said earlier, they will be slightly disappointed with the result on the weekend, and probably will if uh, John Martinoski makes a return, will be a massive help. Hazardo is looking looking good. I think he's doing the, the the positives for him is is holding the ball up and. Um, Getting the yeah, laying the ball off and then uh, getting his teammates to uh, get the ball into the box for him. Uh, I think this will take a few weeks to get used to for uh, the, for the Olympic teammates uh, to get the proper service in. In saying that, I I think that in terms of Coromel, obviously with they had Sam Matthews and Van Elia starting in their last game against Port Gembler. If they start again this weekend, that's uh, massive for them. Uh, and that's the creativity they definitely need to overcome the likes of Baldacchino, uh, uh, Keating, and Every at the back, and, of course, pass-fielding goals. So, look, I, I think this is going to be a, a good game. I will say that on the weekend, uh, Cornwall against Port Kembla, Cornwall probably didn't play at their, or definitely didn't play at the best of, that we all know that they can play. So, they're going to have to improve performance-wise if they're going to get anything out of this game. Cornwall are very similar to Wollongong United. You touched on the
0: earlier, Dill. They haven't blown anyone's socks off yet. They obviously got the quality in their roster to do well.
2: Can I refer to you, you guys, to a tweet that I put up this morning?
0: Shameless yes. plug. Shameless plug is I this tweet is. I've titled it
2: "IPL Predictions v Results Rankings Two Rounds In." I think the key point that I want to get across on this tweet uh, is that most teams probably are underperforming compared to where. People would have expected them to. Obviously, this is based on my preseason predictions, but generally, from talking to a lot of people, it seems that a lot of teams aren't quite hitting uh, the mark exactly like to the levels of which they would have hoped. These two sides are both on four points, and after two rounds, you would have imagined that you would have picked that both sides would have been on. Six points, obviously, to be fair, Olympic did get a a win against United, which some would have been unexpected. But ultimately, you look at it, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, probably seven or eight teams that are performing lower than what would have been expected of them. And at this stage, Woolen Olympic and Carmel are two of those sides. But in saying that... It's only two rounds here. It's only two rounds yeah. in, and there's plenty of quality in, in these two sides. But mine, it's the match of the round purely because it's the green final yeah. play, purely because of the players on a show.
0: And, uh, I can't split it. I can't either, to be honest with you. Yeah, not, like run. I said, I'm not managing my <laughs> tips until Friday night. Ooh. But yes, well, <laughs> another, another one, in, <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, is going to be close. 6.30 Saturday at Ian e. McLennan Park. South Coast United against Albion Park White Eagles. Now, this game is definitely one almost has a 0% chance of being adjusted due to the forecast of wet weather on the weekend because it's on the synthetic pitch, obviously. Always exciting when these two teams meet. Albion Park have had the upper hand over South Coast the last few years, but South Coast showing positive signs this year. They've shown they can shock the big clubs after obviously grabbing a point against Olympic last week. Could have possibly snatched three as well. Abbey Park will be desperate to go grab their first win, though, as will South Coast. White Eagles will be looking for players like Cameron Morgan and Jordan Nikoloski, who we've touched on up top. South Coast will be looking for their attacking players in Ricky Batakas, Ivan Bratyanchuk, and Anthony Petavoli up top. Still questions, like we said earlier, as to whether Jamie Wakeling will be available for the weekend after sustaining a groin injury against his former club in the draw with Olympic over the weekend. Jordan, I can't
1: call this one yet. Yeah? It's going to be yet another intriguing clash in the Illawarra Premier League, which is uh, positive for all the neutrals. I think uh, this game's interesting in the fact that Albion Park have not been at their best in terms of uh, defence as of yet. And the way South Coast United played on the weekend, obviously soaking up a, a lot of pressure. But in saying that, once they got the ball to play forward and, and the combination play between the, the midfield and the attack was, was quite... Uh, breathtaking at times to be honest against Wollongong Olympic I think if if they can do this and obviously playing on the synthetic pitch will will help them do this if they can hit Abbey and Park quickly on the counter uh, when White Eagles lose it or if White Eagles lose it I should say uh, it uh, will be very very difficult to stop the likes of the, the aforementioned players you said before for South Coast United look I think it's Going to be very interesting, a very interesting clash and uh, obviously Saturday Night Football, probably in the rain, will be a very good uh, spectacle to behold. Now, I'm not telling you to make your tip yet, but if you had to tip right now, why would you go for this one? I don't know. I would, I would, <laughs> as I said, very, very hard to pick. And uh, I'm getting my tips in late in the week. So oh, we all are, aren't we? I'm waiting for injury, like some late injury news. and uh, this, Tell you what, this, this tipping comp... You blokes, blokes are just waiting for my tips. This, no, this, this tipping comp's going to be quite interesting,
0: I reckon, this season. Just saying, what do you reckon, Phil?
2: Obviously, these sides are, are rivals, and that adds its own, own spice to the mix, I guess. And Alvin Parker heading into this match on the back of two draws, like you were saying, which is... Uh, I draw and a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, true. Uh, so, <laughs> 1.2 two rounds in. So, that's um pretty disappointing for a side with finals ambitions. But I still think there's enough quality in, in that Alvin Park side to get a result here. They have had a couple of big wins over South Coast in recent seasons. Obviously, United are a much different side this year compared to recent, recent seasons. But uh, I think the White Eagles are the favourites. Um, and a win would really be a massive boost to, to their top five hopes. For South Coast, so a, a win here on the back of a a confidence-building drawing in Olympic could kickstart a run similar to what mm. they managed to produce in the second half of last year, which uh, you know could be see them push for the top five. And yep. They have Tarawana the week after. If they get a result against our Newark White Eagles, it's probably fair to say that that Tarawana match, they could go into that as
0: favourites, and if they win that, you never know. It could be uh, a great yeah, Alex There was, speaking, speaking of which, there was a half season table from the second half of last year and touched on there was only 11 rounds this year, so it did become relevant. South Coast United in the second half of last year, had that season started like it would have this year on round 11, South Coast United would have finished fourth and would have been in finals. So there's a good world possibility if they get a win this weekend, could start a similar run. You just never know. I, can I just say the point that? I think that what is encouraging for
2: Greg Valich is that I'm pretty sure every season his coached aside, side, at least the last, since 2017, the start has been really slow. And to have a, to score three goals in a loss to Coniston, but still score three goals and also get a draw against one of the league favourites to start this season is very encouraging. Just uh, just in reference to slow starts in recent seasons. But, uh,
0: yeah, hard to split this one. But Dalby Park going in as favourites. If I had a tip right now, I'd go a draw. But moving on to Sunday at 3pm, JJ Kelly. Sounds Con- like a tip to me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds exactly Charlie. like a tip. That's one of the options. Uh, Coniston against Tarawana, 3pm Sunday at JJ Kelly. A Sunday afternoon fixture on a weekend where weather is forecast to play a part. Sounds familiar for total one. I like deja vu. Lucky though they are the away team this time,
1: Jordan. At the famous JJ Kelly Park. That's one ground uh, I don't want ripped up, so a, please make a, the quali- a quality ground. Hopefully it doesn't get destroyed too much. But uh, no, both sides coming off uh, losses from the weekend, so both will be pretty disappointed. Probably Coniston more so. Obviously a little bit of a thumping against Buller. Um This should be an attractive game to watch, to be fair. Both sides uh, play some very attractive possession-based football. Uh, and both sides are having some defensive issues at the moment in terms of goals conceded. So, look, there should be goals in this one, don't you think? One, well, possibly, possible. <laughs> I don't know. It's
2: only going to be
0: a high-scoring game, or it's going to be a low-scoring game.
2: I think the massive thing that needs to be considered heading into this match is Kiano's absence. Yes. But also the absence of Frank Piero. He was out last week, and I still think he'll. I think he'll be out for a couple of weeks yet. And I think that, that leadership and senior senior figures in the spine of the team, Blake Orton had the armband on last week, which is more than fair enough in Piero's absence. But uh, Travis Anderson and Connor O'Neill, who are two fantastic young players, I felt were a bit directionless without Frank Piero in between them. Um, so I think their their absence could be huge in this fixture. And Conorston... Really need to hold their nerve. I wrote in the season preview that they can't let a negative result get them down, and this is the perfect example of that. Because that my yeah. result, poor can pump any team on their day. That's the reality of it. They've got some fantastic attackers, and if it clicks, they could put three or four past the United and Olympic anyone really. So Coniston and Jeff Allport need Jeff Alport would realise is that they just need to focus on getting getting back to what they were doing before that that game. And get a result here And Tarawana. They got they're going to be tricky. Melbourne United had to work for their win. They got the draw against uh, Coromel. and it's fair
0: to say that Queensland uh, will do well to uh, get a result here. It'd be interesting to see how they obviously respond from the loss, like you said. But yeah, I, I'm, I've <laughs> game. I'm not calling it. He's I'm not the calling words. a game. I'm not calling it any um, game. Is this,
2: is this because I put my tips in last?
0: No, no, no I, I just
1: don't know how to call it. Like, I don't like,
0: think like, it's harder to pick than a broken note.
2: But I
1: don't think picking, taking, getting your tips in on a Wednesday is any different than on a Friday, really. Uh, unless someone get injured injuries.
0: on Thursday night training, but yeah. Anyway. Bet Boomer Bent- 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 Cup semi-finals are on next week as well. We've got United, Bullingong United. That is against Spalemi. Eight PM Wednesday, the twelfth of August at Masso Park. We've got Kondrilla against Bulli. Eight PM Tuesday, the eleventh of August at Korean Park. In the Youth Cup. We've got Wollongong United against Wollongong Olympic, 6 pm Wednesday, the 12th of August, at Maso Park <laughs> before the United and Bellamy game at 8 pm. And we've got Coniston against Tarawana. Now, the three things we learnt from round two of the Illawarra Premier League are on our website, in case you haven't read the article yet. It's so anyone's game from here on in. <laughs> For final spots. And there's, there's no real clear-cut league favourites yeah, there. Dylan, give me it? a look. What are you looking at me for? I thought
2: we were going to have a bit of a, a short chat about those members. Band- I, I do, do have, have notes about them. I did have notes about them. I've the got Bears. to say.
1: Can we talk about go it? Go on.
2: Go or on. I reckon it's fantastic. Can draw, draw it's
1: I read it? Like, my notes are reiterating what you were talking to me yep, about the uh, other uh, night. Uh, it uh, has a lot of potential stories in this in the potential Burt Bampton Cup final matchups. obviously. Balambi, if Belamy made the final would be a testament to their league form and, and very well deserved they're probably argument like you can argue for it that they are the in-form side at the moment Wollongong United obviously just coming off a frat cut win they know how to win the big matches Uh, Cringilla Lions if they made a cup final that would be a sight to see it's been many years between drinks for them to be in a, in a cup final and Bulley are the defending uh, Burt Benton cup champion so i uh, Every side uh, making every side that could make the final, there's a story behind there, it. that's uh, a, yeah. ju- a journalist dream, we it, would say. There's a
0: chance we got it. We can have a heavyweight game in United and Bull on the final. There's a chance we could have an underdog game with in Crnjula. There's a chance we could have an underdog going up against the heavyweight. There's a chance we could have a derby as
2: well. There's a chance we could I have a derby. I'm starting. just. I was looking back through the record book. Record books. North, last time, Northern, Northern Derby and Macedonia Derby. May I add? The last time Boland we were in the final, 1976. Wow, the oh, there, you, final. there you go. And that, interesting enough, the last time Gringilla were in a Burtman Cup final was 2004, which was happened to be a 4-1 loss to life. So mm. I think it's, I think the Burtman Cup. I'll be honest, I've struggled to get excited about it in recent years,
0: but. This draw is a pretty exciting... Well, event. you know what? It has been used for a pre-season cut, to be honest, in this shortened pre-season. But you know what? It's, it's provided
1: entertainment, hasn't it? You know, yeah, it's, look, it's... I think, story I think it... Uh, obviously, with the situation that the, the league found itself in, the Berkman Cup was the first set of games before the league started again yeah. after the postponement, The I importance think I'm, of it was almost written off. There's no
2: extra time should be should be set for this year's Berkman Cup.
1: That's wow. right.
0: There you go. <laughs>
2: Interesting. Yeah. yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, surely not. Three things might, might be final. Be... Oh, no, never. That. Never say we'll that. We'll win it next
1: year, so thirty eight
0: games played. Three things we learnt from round two of the Illawarra Premier League. The first one, as written on our website, if you haven't read it, go and check it out. Anyone's game from here on in. Everyone believes there are a chance of making finals. Weekend's results, South Coast results, for example. The weekend's results prove that all
1: teams have the right to say they're in a shower for final spots, Jordan. Yeah, look, I I think with this season in particular, there's, it's going to take a while for some teams to get going and I think that's going to correlate with some surprise packets coming through into potential final spots or a few uh, blo- a few blowout results or anything could happen. I, I, Like you said, anything can happen in the league specifically this season I, and I think it's great. There's it's not the usual suspects sort of getting the win, so... I think it's brilliant, to be honest. I think the line that I put in the in the article was that there's a good chance
0: we could possibly see a six-club five for one spot in the top five if things go as they are at the moment. It's anyone's – like we said, it's anyone's game at the moment. But well, yeah. like, just, just imagine if they made it two points for a win. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, not again. Next one now, though. We've been touching <laughs> on it for the whole podcast at the moment. Tipping a winner in the Illawarra Premier League, harder to pick than a broken nose. Easy! Oh. Easy! Get it? Did
1: I just say about, about <laughs> the, the, the Things We Learned article this week? I said this to you last night. It, it, it went down from four it, to three. Be, it must be dire. There's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's quickly gone from four to three things, so
0: Jared was struggling. Round yeah, one was just so <laughs> exciting. But uh, speaking of the difference between round one and round two. Defenders woke up after round one. There was only 15 goals scored in round two as opposed to 30 in round one. But there was still a variety of goal scorers, 14 goal scorers across the 15 goals across the six games. Only person to score a double was Paul Guido in their win against Paul Kemler, Carmel's win, that is. But currently Jamie Wakeling, Cole Jackson, Luke Venzil, Matt Schencher, and Paul Guido are currently equal top goal scorers, albeit after two rounds. All five players currently on two goals each. You're gonna lead me in, or you'll just want me to. Lead in you had the end. up. go for it. <laughs> I do want to mention
2: those two names there. Cole Jackson, two goals. Obviously, he's not a goal scorer, but you know he deserves a plug. He's gone playing centre holding midfielder this year. And the system they've got at Balli, where he's dropping into those defensive positions when those when walk, their fullbacks yeah. are going forward. Mm. He's a really smart player, and he gets into the good areas, and he's, he's picked up a couple of goals. And Matt Chencho, a youngster that's actually a youngster that's making a name for himself. That was his goal. He scored at first in the round one. The header. How good is it? Very good. Mm. And this that his goal on the weekend was within 20 seconds of the second. It was. It was so very it, soon. Wasn't uh, it? Just wanted to have a little
0: shout out for those two two boys. It's so good to see the. Uh, the youth players getting a run in first grade, obviously. <laughs> what? That's the, that's. that's his, that, that, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot Young of talent. talent in the RPL. Yeah. Uh, not worry, I thought no, it too. Talking. I thought it too. That's the level three sixty. We've got MPL corner now, and we will just brush over. Oh, we don't have MPL corner now. We've got a question sent in from one of our listeners, John. You oh. can take it away. Is your mate? Well,
1: do, 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 do. Look, I we, we talk. We talk a lot about. The Illawarra Premier League, and one of my good friends that I've been friends with for years plays for the Kwama Anchors. In the, you got to give it a plug in surely. the uh, all age. Got to give the pretend podcast a division plug. two A's, whatever they call. I think it's the division three in. Uh, You're the number
2: one
1: fan, mate. You should know. I know. I'm the, I'm the number one supporter. But uh, no, he asked me. He wanted me to ask his question, and I'll put it forward to to you lads on the uh, on the podcast, and I'll read out the tweet that he has uh, put on the football holic. It was actually last Uh, week. Last week, but we completely forgot it. We completely (laughs) forgot it. Uh, But he Uh, said, the season, obviously the Community League season he's talking about, the season has been thrown together quite haphazardly since the restart, with fixtures released week by week for the first month, refs rarely appointed, and some teams forced to play twice over the weekend against the same team. Does Community League deserve better? And then he uh, continues the thread. Considering the amount of talent opting to leave the IPL and the IDL, the district league, leagues, this year to play community community league football, surely Football South Coast needs to provide more resources for the competition and the clubs. It may not draw the same earnings as the IPL, but it's still an important league. Look, I reckon regardless of the quality of players in there, you need
0: certainty around your league, don't you? <laughs>
2: I think think earnings is a massive, a strange word to use. This is Joel, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I will say, look, I respect that there's a number of quality players that play in that league that have opted to drop down to that league, let's be fair, because they all could have played in higher leagues. That's right. A lot could have played in higher leagues. Community League isn't the Illora Premier League. Illora Premier League are for, if if you're aspiring to try and be the best you can be, you should be playing in the Allura Premier League. So if you're dropping down, that's that's fine. That's fine. Mm. Cause, but ultimately, it's a social league. So I agree that it would have been good to have the full draw out for the whole season. Yes, that, of course that would have been good. But the circumstances that Football South Coast face were unprecedented for one, and there's a lot of teams involved in Community League mm. that uh, doesn't, you can't just make it all work. Yeah, there are things that aren't going to be ideal a point that I do wanna say is that I'm a bit disappointed with how the women's division one has been set up mm. because their competition as the leading female competition football football competition in the Laura has been uh the draw wasn't put out in its entirety. There's been there was a washout round in round three, I believe, and those round those games, instead of just being rescheduled for, throughout the weeks ahead have been clustered into other rounds. So that makes it look strange and hard to read on the website. That's I would have the concerns about that because that's the highest level of women's football in the Illawarra in terms of competition. Obviously there's a stingrays and whatnot, but ultimately I hear people talking about community league all the time. Fair play for playing in community league. It's enjoy it's it's about enjoying your football and whatnot. I know it's competitive. I know there's talent in there, but ultimately, I think it's unfair to really stick the boot in regarding
1: organisation of that league. Yeah, look, I, I had a couple of takes on it. I think probably the the one of the points he made about the referees, but I believe that's a problem in in, in the lower in
0: football. No, the we had the South Coast United Coniston game at round one. We had zero referees in the other twenties game. Mm. At, um, you're
2: not, no, I'm this not is a, a, a graph as well so. that I'm going yeah. to get on my, my, my high stallion on as well. I've had clubs come to me complaining about the referees not being willing to take a significant pay cut. Mm. What is, And people, I know this is community, league, and I'm not talking community people haven't come to me, but, I, but teams, Ilora, Premier League and Detroit clubs have come to me and spoken to me about this. How can clubs complain about... Referees getting paid too much and not being willing to pay a take a pay cut on one hand, and then on the other hand, they're saying, "Oh, we're not getting enough referees." Mm. Ultimately, playing regardless of the level is about enjoyment. Refereeing, you've got to, in some aspects, enjoy it, but mm. they need to be they need to
0: be paid properly as well. That's right. And see, there isn't enough you referees. you see cases in first grade. There's 18 year olds on the line. Mm. Yeah, well, it's... it's, not, uh, it's and, and, and that's how dire the situation
1: is. We so know, I think it's, it's unfair
0: the... to, like, there isn't enough referees.
1: No, no, why, is,
2: why isn't there enough referees, Joel?
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, I know why. We all know because why. Because they got yeah. dogs why.
2: abuse week in and week out, yeah. and now there's clubs wanting them to take pay cuts. That's right, right.
1: Yeah. So I, I think that's uh, frustrating. a bit of the rule straw. I think, thing, yeah. and he also made a point about... the, uh, the... stuff, job. <laughs> <laughs> go, go on, He likes you, Joel, I promise. The, uh... The double-headers on the Saturdays and Sundays, I don't think that can be avoided in Community League. There's not the norm with playing two games on the yeah. I think, look... If, that's a how play. many double-headers has he played? Well, he's played about three so far. Oh, well, that's, well, that's, a fair, that's a fair year. I think I that's could be wrong. It's years. probably roughly around round six, but the double-headers, I feel like that was brought to the clubs before the Community League fixtures were out. I feel like that's just something that's part and parcel this season for them, but... I'll admit it probably is tough to, to smash out 180 minutes within right with two days. But, look, I think at the end of the day, if you want to play, you play. And if you're injured, you're injured. I'm, yeah, rotate. Look, I, I think... Rotate the squads. Rotate it. the <laughs> squads. Uh, but, no. Uh, yeah. Well, and I'm
2: also... I'm, not, I'm honestly not just trying to be disrespectful of the community league. But I, no. I, I honestly feel that the community league is set up for for the enjoyment of football. It is. There's a whole other podcast that could be just that could be made up about how the Illawarra football pyramid should be structured, but ultimately at the moment, 99 percent
0: of community league clubs are still enjoying yeah. football. Mm. That's it. If you had a Coniston, for example, got relegated community league, completely different story. They were they were a lone a lone ranger in that in that uh, in that chat, but yeah, other clubs are there for enjoyment. We'll we have a quick touch on District League first grade over the weekend. Picton Rangers got 2 1 over Berkeley Sports. Bowney and Thrill had a nil draw. Oak Flats Falcons got a 2 1 over University. Shelco got a 3 0 over Kyama. Helensburg got a big 7 2 win over Fernil. Fernil was found life in the District League a bit tough after their relegation last year. And Unidera got a 5 1 over Wurlow Wanderers. For the Grains Women's Division 1, we had University get up 3 1 over Kyama. Wonders had a big 7-1 win over Fernhill again. So, look, Fernhill Fern haven't had the most pleasant weekend. Thoreau and <laughs> the Thoreau got up 3-0 over Winona. <laughs> yeah, not hate to be, uh, the ones to ones be a them? fox uh, <laughs> <laughs> then. Thoreau 3-1, 0 over Winona, and Alvin we 3-0 over Wollongong United, but that is the level of 360. Which was way... Like- Picciolini, five goals. You've got to add yeah. to it. How good was that, huh? Five goals That's from Mark Picciolini. Still doing bits in the history. Like...
1: Hello and welcome to the South Coast Footballholic Podcast. We're joined today by Jai Meller from the Wanuna Sharks. Jai, how are you going, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks for having us, guys. No worries. Uh, firstly, we'll talk about the uh, win on the weekend, the first win of the of the year. And against a team that uh,
3: that you lost to a few weeks earlier in the Burt Bampton Cup, uh, how did you think you went? Yeah, I think we did really good. Um, I don't think the result was a shock for us because um, when we did play Cringilla last time, I think the score was a little bit flattering towards them. And I don't think it really showed how um, close the game was, even though they definitely deserved to win. And I think, well, yeah, it wasn't a surprise. We kind of knew we could get him if we played good and stuck to our game plan, which we did. And yeah, it was still a very close game, but we definitely deserved to come home with the biggies.
0: And you've got a lot, a lot of uh, younger players in your team. Players that come to mind is Luke Tui, Tara Regan Williams, and Damien Grew. Is it a positive for you guys in the long run, Blooding these guys for first grade in a season like this?
3: Hundred percent. Those boys have done us. have done us wonders. They're all like, and we also got Robbie um, Gardiosi in there. I can't really say his last name, but Claudius. he's also unbelievable. <laughs> and he's yeah, he's been playing really good. All four of those boys, they've been sensational for us. And. Um, yeah, they're just going to get stronger and stronger. And having the young boys, I think we would have had like a lot of young boys come through. People forget that we had, we made three back-to-back Burbampton um, youth grade finals. And a few of us boys are still in there. Like myself, um, we got Ty Broman Fuller, who's still there. Jesse Kennedy's still at the club. Um, who else is there? Um, yeah, there's a fair few of us. So like we've started to come through, would stick with us and, we push pushed these young guys, and we've still got a lot of young guys still in the reserve grades as well, like Hayden Sweeney, who are really good and pushing through. So, yeah, the club's the club's very young, and um, we're really pushing through and starting to come to, like, to starting not to peak, but to, like, actually give something back to Winona, which is good because they're giving us the chance and some good guys at the club. And, yeah, it's really good to see. And you guys
0: got a good win on the weekend against the Crinney Lions. What was the difference, do you reckon?
3: Um, I think we just altered our game plan a little bit to um, Kringilla. I think last time they didn't get us by surprise, but I think we were heavily focused on Semenoski as you should be. He's he's a class above and we were heavily heavily focused on him. And then Norval goes and scores a hat-trick from outside the box. So just had to like um, modify our game plan and um, really stuck tight to pretty much all their front three because they're all dangerous and, wasn't as focused on Simonowski. And yeah, we gave him probably a little bit more chance than we should. And maybe on another day, he probably bangs in a few more against us. But um, for that day, that's, that's our, they're, they're our three points now.
1: And you mentioned earlier, there's a lot of young boys in the team. How do you think that the team is progressing with a lot of those uh, young players? Obviously, there's a little bit of inexperience there. But do you think that the team is, is set up for a few years to come? Yeah,
3: I, I definitely do think it is um, set up for a few years to come. Um, look, we are a little bit inexperienced in a few ways. I think um, Ryan Banks in the club is telling me that the average age for our t- for the club is like 20 years old. So we are very young. And yeah, you would say a little bit inexperienced. In first grade, we've got a few guys that have been there for a, a fair while. But um, I think we, are, we, we make up for the lack of experience with a lot of energy and a lot of toughness. I think you guys have touched on the show that we're not a team that kind of rolls over easy. And I think that's just the Winuna trait you don't really roll over too easy and um, yeah, I, I think we are set up if we can keep everyone together. I think we will be. And I don't think this year we're, we're going to be peaking um, maybe even next year. We'll probably need another year, another full season for those young boys. But yeah, we're slowly, we're slowly, slowly cro- climbing and climbing. Like um, last year we were sixth and one points off the, off the five. And I know we lost a fair few players, but we, we kept the core players as well. So yeah, we are. We've added these young guys into that core, and we're slowly, slowly getting there.
1: Do you feel as though that uh, your team at Wannina are underestimated a lot of the time in, in an unfair sort of way? Do you think that uh, that
3: this affects the playing group? I uh, yeah, I do. Like, I might be a little bit biased, but um, even last year, I think we were tipped three times to win, and we won ten games and drew five. We only we only lost one game, what, one game away from home last year, and we only tipped to win yeah three games. Which we like we're always and even this year being tipped to come last, which we all knew we weren't going to tip to we weren't going to come last. We're like we're we've got that call from a team that came sixth last year and got thirty five points. We're we're like we're slowly getting there, and um yeah, we definitely are. I think a lot of people judge us based on like our facilities, which everyone knows Ocean Park isn't the greatest, but the club the club guys do really good to try and get that ground great. It's just hard when it's next to a beach and people just think, oh, we're in average grounds, oh, they play average footy, then they're no good. Where it's not the case, people that do come down and come see us, I think we're like, we'd be one superstar short of being like in that five, like a discussion of people going, yeah, no, they should make the five. So like it's, yeah, we do get a little bit of unfair treatment, but I'm obviously a little bit biased. But I think, um, yeah, like I said, it's no surprise to us that we get a result against – someone like Cringilla, who, who have been like really, really good. There's no surprise. Like we are a good squad. We are a good squad. We've got some good players.
1: Do you think your playing style specifically at Winona is also underestimated? I, I watched you a few weeks ago and, and you you guys play some really good stuff, but that's not mentioned a lot uh, around in the Allura Premier League. Do you think that that's also underestimated?
3: Yeah, I, I do. Um, people just think we just play a little bit of long ball and because when they play at home, it, the games become a little bit more scrappy because of the – the field but um yeah like I said last year away we only lost one one game away from home because we got to play our proper football we get we've got some without giving away all our game plan details like yeah we we play some good footy like we play we play the ball on the deck we play with some um high and wide we play yeah, it's it's attractive football and it's not like it's just I know last year was probably like a little bit harder because we had the fastest player in the comp. So it's hard to not cheat and kind of shit something over the top to Corey Haynes Gross. But this year it's even more focused on um, holding the ball and our shapes really tight and moving the ball around well. So yeah, I think when we do play away from home, it's even more of a showcase of that. But yeah, I'm glad you said it as well because it doesn't look, yeah, like I said, I'm a little bit biased, but I think we do play some good footy.
0: And speaking of a big away game, you've got a big away game this weekend against Wollongong United. What's the key to stopping United after, you know, they claimed the Frack Cup a couple of weeks ago, they're in the BNC Cup semi-finals. What's the key to stopping them?
3: Yeah, we've still got to discuss that on um, Thursday, what the key is to stopping them. But um, yeah, Wollongong United do seem like they're pretty good this year, as they are every year. Um, we do have like a pretty decent track record against them because I feel as if they're one of the more physical top teams and because we can kind of, um, match them in somewhat being physical. It, it sometimes does strive away from them playing um, good football. But, um, yeah, look, I'm again, I'm confident that we'll be able to get some sort of result out of this game. And um, once we talk about the game on Thursday, we, but like anything, we're just going to have – like any game, we're going to have to be super, super um, physical and we're going to have to be um, super enthused. And if you've got those two things, then it, you make it hard for any team you play.
0: And what's the main goal for yourself this season and and not only that, the main goals for the team in general?
3: Um, I think for the team in general, like it is a building year for us. I don't think we've got any expectations. Obviously, that's that fifth spot we'd love to go for. Um it, like you'd be it if you start any season and you're pretty much saying we don't want to play semifinals football, then you know, um I question why you want it why you do want to play. Like everyone wants to go for that. And I think the the top four is pretty pretty cemented in um uh, like Bulleye um Wollongong United Wollongong Olympic and Coromal but that fifth spot is up for grabs especially with the Albion Park probably we're not getting off to the best start so we'll definitely be looking for that um yeah so as a team I think it's, it's a good learning experience for those younger boys and and just retaining all those boys and um they've really bought into the club culture um I think for me personally as well um uh, maybe I'm, I'm my results are li- my results. My performances are a little bit inconsistent, and having a more consistent year would be good. Um, and also trying to, inco- um, trying to encourage those young blokes and really try to develop the club culture. I, I, re- I really do buy into the Winuna culture and um, try my best to make sure everyone's included and um, get as many players as I can to like buy into Winuna and and stick around.
0: Well, mate, thanks so much for taking the time out to speak to us. We appreciate you coming on and, uh, yeah, hopefully you go well against over you know, on the weekend.
3: No, thanks think for having a Big fan of the show and listening. I like listening when I go down to training. It's a long drive for me. So, yeah, no, I appreciate it, guys.
0: Good to hear. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs>